0: Hey y'all, it's your host and monetary beliefs consultant, Deja Coley. I help women get to the root of their overspending by shifting their belief systems about themselves and their money. On this podcast, we'll have several chats about the inner stories that arise in everyday life that influence the way you manage your money. Welcome to episode five of the Deja Coley podcast. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about how monetary beliefs influence romantic relationships. So we know that money is a huge deal in relationships and um, specifically in marital relationships. They are a huge cause of divorce. But what I didn't know was that First being, the first reason being incompatibility, the second being infidelity, the third is money issues. There's a group of analysts called Certified Divorce Financial Analysts. I had no idea that a group like this even existed, but they do. And so they did a survey where incompatibility was found to be 43% the cause of divorce, with infidelity being 28% and money being 22 percent now when i saw these stats i was like oh wow like infidelity and money issues are like neck and neck and who would have ever thought that money issues and infidelity would be so close. At least I, I I, did. Now maybe y'all knew, but I didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> and so um, one of the survey participants actually shared that many couples lack the communication skills that are required in order to navigate the financial disagreements that may come up within their relationship. And um, certified dating coach, Damona Hoffman, also uh, shared that whenever money is involved in these relationships, That is really when people's values and their goals are revealed. I see this in my work all the time and it's usually not the entire couple that I work with, but usually the woman in the relationship, um, who is coming to me and trying to improve their money management, achieve the goals that they have for themselves. And we actually start to uncover a lot more, even about their relationships, because it all works together and it's all in tandem i don't believe that couples should or shouldn't share their money based off of whether they're married or unmarried because the reality is is that a couple could be married um but have some financial struggles that you know that make managing money together very difficult um and there could be an unmarried couple that does a phenomenal job at managing their money because it's it's, at the end of the day and this is another conversation for another day but Our society places way too much emphasis or importance on marriage um, in ways that really just don't even matter. It doesn't really matter if you're married or not. You guys could do a really great job of managing your money together or you could completely suck at it. And marriage isn't going to be the thing to change that. My belief is that regardless of, you know, whatever their marital status is, is that if the couple doesn't have insight into each other's finances then I don't think it's a good idea for you to manage your money together one of the things that I want people to think about right if you and your partner are sharing credit cards or if this is something that you want in a relationship consider what happens when they get swipe happy right what what happens then and there are one or two there are one or two you know things that can happen the first is going to be The ideal situation. Oh, they get swipe happy and then they correct their mistakes. Okay. That's pretty straightforward. But what happens if they don't do that? Right? I think what happens next, you know, what choices, um, you or your partner makes is going to be heavily dependent on, uh, your own values. And in my experience, the result is not usually the ideal case. What I normally see happen is one of the partners Um, Allows their partner access to their financials and maybe not their entire You know bank account or things like that, but let's say they just provide them access to a credit card Um, That person usually does not own the responsibility of repayment and It's a really unfortunate thing to watch happen because so often we can be in a situation and struggle to see the dynamics of that relationship and what's really going on versus when we are looking on the outside, we can see things a lot clearer, especially because we don't have some of the emotional connection and ties to what's really going on. And so sometimes, you know, the, the people I work with can't identify what's actually really even going on here. And what I see is a partner who is giving and selfless, yet being taken advantage of. And so I think from where I sit, there are, if not, there's at least one limiting belief that I'm usually able to see happening, or I can see someone who has a limiting belief about themselves um, that, that shows up in this very situation, you're probably the breadwinner in your relationship. But historically, we all know that men have been breadwinners just over time in history. And I mean, there are lots of reasons that could be some of it being, you know, gender pay gaps, um, just the history of where we come from, where women were not allowed to work and, um, women had to solely rely on, um, the income of men in order to have a life at all. Um, or I should say live a, um, a life where their basic, their very basic needs are met. And so, um, there, there is now data that supports and shows that women are now surpassing men when it comes to their incomes. And I think this is something that as women, we should be really proud of. We have every right to be proud of where we've come from and where we are now. We've made so many large advancements. I mean, to think back to the 1960s, where women couldn't even open a bank account on their own. And I think about 1960s, and I think about like, like that was my parents' age, so like my grandma, you know, my grandmother's probably experienced that. That's crazy. It really wasn't that long ago. Even with all of these advancements, it is in no way an invitation for you to be taken advantage of. I need you to know and recognize that you are so much more than a breadwinner. And that the value that you have is so much greater than just being able to help someone else in a monetary way. And like I said, I normally see women who are breadwinners honestly having to take, kind of clean up the mess for their male counterparts. And I also need you to know that you deserve a partner who is gonna own their mistakes and who is not gonna leave you to deal with the consequences of that. It could look like you taking the hit for a late payment or for something hitting collections. And and you don't deserve that. Now I believe in life lessons and I also believe in natural consequences. And something doesn't have to be someone's fault in order for there to be consequences that you just naturally may have to to take. And so in this situation, let's say you you know, do allow your partner to spend and use on your credit card, um, and let's say they don't, they don't own, you know, repaying it. Well, the lesson here is, you know, of course not to do it again, but the consequence is that the consequence could be right. This is not a hundred percent. My hope, honestly, is that you do have a partner that will that will own their debts and and do right by. I mean, themselves, right? Because that's not, that probably isn't the best uh, character anyway. Um, And I'm not referring to situations where someone is in a situation that prevents them from being able to do that. I mean, like, situations where they were swiping on your card and then after a while, you know, they kind of forget all about you, but yet they are out here living their very best life. So, you know, I believe in those natural consequences and that natural consequence may be just that you have to take, you know, you have to fit the bill for that. You have to put the bill and lesson learned, right? And it, it, it sucks, but lesson learned, right? You won't do it again. That I'm confident in because you're going to think about the fact that you had to, you know, clean up somebody else's mess in order to get out of it. But in these situations, it's really... Important and and almost vital actually that you consider your boundaries, right? Recognizing now what you will allow your partner to do and not to do um, and not in a controlling way, but really in a self-respect way how they will treat you and how they will not treat you right that that's exactly what boundaries are and Initially they were difficult to set you have to sit and ask yourself. Is your partner's behavior acceptable to you is it something you can deal with is this someone that you can trust so I actually have a personal experience I'm gonna share with you about a time that I dated someone with poor monetary beliefs and um, I wanted to kind of test the waters because I was at a phase of life where I was really trying to come into my own person and consider whether or not the things that my parents had taught me were actually things that I cared about or were there things you know were they just things that my parents cared about right um, I, I believe in having a strong sense of identity and who I am and doing what feels good to me and ultimately just what I want to do and so I got really curious about whether or not income was important to me, right? How much, some, how much money someone made, was this? Were my parents just telling me this, you know, because they thought that was? I mean, probably, right? My parents probably just thought that's that's best, or they could have lived life themselves and you know, <laughs> and and found out for themselves, and was just like, yeah, I'm gonna pass this down to my kids. They should know that this is actually very important. But um, I don't know. I I've never asked, but ultimately. I wanted to know was income important to me in a relationship so I mean I don't say that in a way that was not like the only reason but that was like one of the bigger reasons that was something that I'm like that was I would say a major difference between maybe some of the guys I had dated before so I dated this guy and there was about a $25,000 income gap between my income and his income And so some of the problems that I saw arise from the situation was mainly with personal priorities. Um, There were things that he prioritized that I did not or priorities that I didn't even have um, to consider or that would remotely be important to me at all. Um, And so in previous relationships um, and with previous guys I dated, they had similar priorities that I had. And so that was one thing that was a major difference. And so, you know, the money that was coming in, there were priorities that, you know, that had to be spent on. And I am not ashamed to say that I am a, that I expect to be a priority. And actually that's not weird to say at all. I expect to be a priority in any relationship that I'm in, friendship, um, romantic relationship, like, Family, familiar relationship, you know, certain ones. Not, you know, every single family member has to make me a priority. But in people that I am close to, um, I expect to be a priority in their life. But specifically in a romantic relationship, I am the priority. <laughs> not that there aren't other ones, but I am a priority. And so in that relationship, there were things coming before me, and I didn't like that. <laughs> and when I say things, I don't mean just, you know, personal. I think just some of the decisions that he was making, I mean, they were in alignment with his priorities. And um, and so I'm a girl who likes to go out and I'm a girl who likes gifts. And if his money is being spent on other priorities, so much so that now I am not seeing any of that, that was a problem for me. And there's no shame in saying that, so. um. But one of the things that I noticed as well as a problem was personal boundaries. I mean, this person really struggled with being able to set boundaries with his close you know, his close ones. And so what I would see was that sometimes I think people would take advantage of him and he would be the person end up having to fork out money for different things here and there that really should not have been his responsibility. And then the last problem is something that I I see all the time um, in my work, it's fear. Fear of um, rejection or abandonment and these fears driving some of your behaviors that really could put you in an even worse situation and so there was a time where um you know that fear kind of got the best of him and ended up landing him in a much worse situation that you know at that point i was like yeah peace out can't do that (laughs) so so um you know overall for me what I learned and I'm really happy and proud because I actually got the answers that I was looking for and what I learned was that it's not I think it's not about income that made a huge difference to me it was priorities because even if you I mean yes like I should say to a certain extent I'm not going to say that overall um no money is you know, the income overall is not important because I do believe that it is. Um, and then I have other thoughts about, you know, why a certain income is what it is because they're just, you know, there are certain uh, career paths and um, there are certain career paths that garner a, a respectable wage. And, and so they're, they're, those are some intricacies there and I'm not gonna get into that, but, um, but income is important. But it's not as important to me as the monetary beliefs that someone has or someone's ability to address the limiting, to be- the limiting beliefs that they have about themselves and their money. And so that is what's most paramount to me. Like in order for me to trust someone in a relationship, in a romantic relationship at that, there has to be some awareness around themselves um, and how they spend their money and how they make certain decisions when it comes to spending their money. Now for me, it wasn't a super difficult uh, decision to make to end that. It, I mean it wasn't a long um, it wasn't a long period of time and um, yeah it wasn't a long period of time. It was very short-lived. but these can be very difficult, considerations to make for people who are in long-term relationships who are considering you know a life with this person um it's also difficult to accept people for who they are showing you that they are and we i mean we we all do it you know we all see pieces of people that we kind of turn a blind eye to because some of the other things about them seem more appealing to us we think that we can just ignore those things until we can't anymore and at that point it ends up having a more grave impact on us because of our emotional attachment now that we have to this person or not even the person sometimes it's the the plan the dream that we have and that's something i see as well people having these dreams and plans and The possibility of them not coming through or coming alive can be really scary for people. And sometimes, like I said, sometimes it's not about like the person. It's just about the dream and the plan that you had in mind. And whenever your plans fall apart, it's almost like, it feels like grief. At least for me, it does. (laughs) It feels like grief when you think and you dream about this thing that's going to happen and when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And when it doesn't, there's a sense of loss, around that but grief is something that you can heal from um and maybe not the same like you may not be the same as you were before and and honestly sometimes hopefully not um because I think I mean I think life has so many lessons to teach us and there's so many things that come up for us um in those in, in some of our most painful moments but even still don't be afraid to start over to actually get what you deserve and what actually feels good to you i know how scary it can feel to be alone and i also know the feeling of feeling like you have to accept less than out of fear that you won't find anything else that aligns with you That you think that what you have right now is it even though you know it's not enough you deserve your dreams to be fulfilled You deserve to have exactly what you want. And people will either get with it or get lost. So this wraps up this week's episode. The podcast is available on YouTube and all major podcasting platforms. So don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe. Again, thanks so much for listening to the Deja Coley podcast. This is your host, Deja Coley, here to remind you that your worth doesn't have a dollar sign. Bye, y'all.